Hello, this is Joshua Ajax, and welcome to the Gamer's Triangle. So, this week on the news, uh, what am I going to be talking about? Well, be probably what I'm going to be talking about this week will be some older stuff and some current stuff. Uh, more older, actually, because um, not a lot of people know about what's going on with YouTube and certain video games and what is going on right now. So, um... We're going to be talking about E3, on how I've been feeling about E3 later tonight. I'm going to be doing two podcasts today, that's definite for sure. But right now I want to talk about um, Ghost Recon Wildlands. And, um, and why I'm bringing up this old game. Well, Ghost Recon Breakpoint is coming out. And now, I did a beta, I was a beta tester for Ghost Recon Wildlands, and I own it. I actually currently own it. I just don't have a working PlayStation 4. But I remember when I beta tested this game, um, and what you can expect for the beta, probably for Breakpoint. So, with Ghost Recon Wildlands, it wasn't just like a Tom Clancy game, it was almost like a really good, open world, third person, third and third, third and first person, um, uh, shooter, tactical style game where you honestly could like, Take care of any situation, any way you wanted. Uh, fully blown customizable character, fully blown customizable guns. You can change the insides of your firearms for the game. Be as tactical as you want to be. Be as stealthy or go out loud and be dumb. I mean, you could like take down any mission in like 40 or 50 different ways. No joke. And this was even during the beta I'm talking about, let alone the full game. And... You got, I mean, they even had a Predator DLC where you can be dressed up as a freaking Predator and, like, take down guys. Like, that That was some cool shit. Alright, and, um, so for Breakpoint, what to expect for the beta. The beta will probably be a lot like Wildlands, very crisp. You know, not a lot of bugs because with Wildlands, I think when I played that, there was one little texture glitch. Um, but it didn't, like, do anything serious. It was, like, a very, very mild glitch within the graphics. Like, that was it. And now since it's 2018, and with all these newer games having even crisper, greater aspects to their graphics and how they work, um, I would say with this beta, you're not going to have a lot of issues, uh, depending on your internet connection and, um, how your ping is. So... Um, I have very good internet, like the good moderate, um, NAT type, and, you know, good high speed, but not super high speed, but not low, so my bugs were not really there when I played the beta before, so to expect the beta now, it's probably going to be a lot less bugs, um, that good 4K resolution with your TV, if you have that good 4K television, uh, 1080p output, if you know what I'm talking about. And, um, I would say I wouldn't even doubt that it's going to be even more customizable than what Wildlands was. Um, because in the last game, in the trailer, we have, like, these four characters. The guy with the beard and all this. They had the same trailer, I think, with similar characters in the last one. And, really, they don't have to look like that. That is their... You can make your character however you want. Guy or girl. You can have this sick ghillie outfit, you can have like these awesome tank tops and casual look or the super elite type style looking soldier from 
Sometimes even from like future soldier, if you hook up your Ubisoft account, even looks more lit. So, and I feel like Breakpoint is going to do this again, like we did in Wildlands. So, for the beta and for Wildlands news, I'm going to say expect the best this year on this, this beta. If it goes miserably, I will be shocked. I will be honestly very shocked if the beta gets very poor reviews. Like, Tom Clancy is like the, like the Call of Duty for games based off books. Tom Clancy is one of a kind, and I feel like what Ubisoft is doing with Ghost Recon is going in the very right direction. I felt that for years now. And, um, let's talk on another topic. Um, I also will recommend, if you want a video game to play, get Ghost Recon Wildlands. Definite must-play. You can make it even, like, your little fanfic characters from your anime or favorite movie and just throw them in there, like, literally create almost an adaptation of that. That's how creative it is. Um, now for about a, two months now, Hentai Haven is back online. So to the erotica fans out there and the anime fan base, um... So Hentai Haven has been back for about, let's say, two months now, and it's actually as good as it was before. Um, but there's only one downside. They took out all the lowlies. <laughs> there's no lowly category. Um, and, and being, you know, you know, from the States, and, you know, probably, what, 98% of the population watches some sort of erotica. Um, it's some sort of part in their life. Um, me, I do rate erotica. When I'm not, you know, being a guy. So, I will watch it on occasion and rate it out of a 1 to 10 by the animation, by the drawing, the plot, if it's too vanilla or not, and whatever. But, um, I honestly think Hentai Haven is just as good as it was before. And if you didn't know Hentai Haven is back, go on their website. It's up right now. We're going to not talk about that much more. I try to keep this PG-13. All right? Now we're going to be talking about, in case you were not updated on this incident with Vox. Um, now, I do not talk about my political views on here, but Vox is a political um, YouTube station. Alright, this has been going on the past week, and t- week or two now. So, what Vox is, V-O-X, okay? They're a, um, and it's okay to be Democratic, it's okay to be Republican, but that Vox, they are uh, very very uh, democratic view, a uh, very liberal, uh, th- uh, very liberal uh, YouTube channel and uh, journalists and stuff. I'm perfectly fine with that. I believe in freedom of speech to its fullest. Now there was another YouTuber, Louder Than Crowder or Stephen Crowder. All right, and he, um, you know, he had his opinions and his jokes, and you know, he's a conservative, you know, and me coming from a very Republican family. I know some jokes can be taken way too far in a very political area. Um, and I'm not going to lie, Crowder has said some jokes in the past that could have affected some people, but Vox took it too far by throwing a temper tantrum like a child. So what happened was they tried to report Vox. And since Vox has you know, the right to f- f- freely speak their mind on opinions at the third-party company, um, because nothing was aimed directly towards the individual at Vox, but it was aimed towards their views. Um, Vox got so upset that, um, 
let's just say they uh, blackmailed YouTube on Twitter and said, it's because I'm gay, so I'm going to get the LGBT to back me up. So the dude threw the gay card out there, um, and the race cards too, to say, I'm going to get my way. When Crowder had nothing to do with race, he had nothing to do with homophobia, nothing like that. Actually, Steven Crowder, I think, has a couple of Democratics, a couple gay guys on a set, and a couple, of, he even has, I think, what, yeah, he, he has several African-American individuals on the set. So, for a person to be pulling the race and gay card, let alone the political card, because the individual did not get Crowder off YouTube, and not only affected Steven Crowder's YouTube income, but right now hundreds of other YouTubers who are independent speakers on their own freedom of speech, or whatever amendment they have through their country, can now not use that on YouTube. Even places, um, channels like For History and Documentaries can now not upload because Vox had a little child's temper tantrum. And um, so in case you didn't know what the Vox adpocalypse was, that's why YouTube is getting that, that, that slap you in the face with the two times ads. Blame Vox for that. Blame that station. Um, and I've listened to Vox in the past. I like what they have to say. I do not... I really am boycotting them now only because of the fact they handled this very immaturely. I'm the type of person I like to hear both party sides when it comes to political views. And um, Vox acted like a three-year-old toddler um, in this. I am not Democratic. I am not Republican. I am actually, honestly, I'm an independent. Alright? And that's all I'm going to say on my, my views. So I like to hear both parties speak from their aspects before I jump to conclusions on what's going on in the world. I like to hear multiple stories and then get the whole part and piece it together. That's what you got to do anymore when there's not enough newspapers. It's 21st century struggles. All right? On the next topic, we're going to be talking about the modern warfare controversy. Now, I know we talk about a lot of Call of Duty on here already. It's my fourth podcast, and I've brought up Call of Duty, I think, every time. But I am a Call of Duty YouTuber, or was two months ago before my PlayStation farted. Um, so, I mean, video games and talking about them, Call of Duty's going to be brought up a lot. And with Modern Warfare's heavy controversy right now on the censorship it's getting in con- many countries, I think probably almost all of them are being distributed. Um, so Modern Warfare this year will not be focusing on one single protagonist, but they want this game to go into as many real topics as possible. Basically, real-life military sim- military simulator. <clears throat> Sorry, get indigestion from that energy drink. Um, so what Call of Duty is doing now is making a game very realistic. And people are having a problem with that. But you got to think about it like this. When Black Ops 1 came out nine years ago, they went into very real topics on the Vietnam War. What things, real things that have happened in POW camps, things that have happened in the Bay of Pigs with Castro, those things have actually happened. We, I think we killed Castro, what, like 40 times? And he's still alive because he always had duplicates, people who were lookalikes. And... They went into those topics in there. They talked about, in the game, the protagonists, um, Mason, Woods, and Bowman, 
were in a prisoner of war camp and they watched her, they end up getting thrown into a forced game of Russian roulette before Bowman's head gets bashed in because he wouldn't pull the trigger. And um, those are very gritty topics and realistic. And there was no problem then with very realistic topics on the Vietnam War. But when you bring it up with a modern setting, everybody on the internet loses their shit. And this is the problem with today is that people get triggered so goddamn easily compared to like five years ago, compared to even one year ago. People get so goddamn offended. People just need to sometimes shut their mouths. And even as of very recently, I think it was what, a couple yesterday or a couple days ago, IGN, there's, you know, and I love IGN. I've been a fan of them for six years, six long years. Very, I've always relied on them. So this is only one poor review I have of them compared to the thousands of videos I've watched to IGN, okay? And instead of them giving a review for a game, it was almost like a really bitchy boycott. I love IGN, and I'm not dissing anybody in particular at their studio. It was really mostly everyone. So they got to play the game a little bit early for a demo. And um, it, it was almost like they're trying to tell their viewers, not to buy this game, instead of giving a positive feedback, some criti- some um, constructive criticism to the creators at Activision and Infinity Ward, and instead of them basically saying to IW and Activision, hey, you know, censor these little parts, no, instead they told the entire public, um, pretty much, you know, F Activision. They basically threw the middle finger at all of us with that. And um, it kind of really upsets me that a... And and these are journalists, too. And I get it. You know, Modern Warfare this year is going to be made to disturb um, as well as entertain. So they're going into realistic topics of war, like Black Ops 1. A lot like Black Ops 1 and Modern Warfare 2 and 3. Where there were subjects of realistic war violence, even though at that time that was realistic, it's not now. Those things happen. And Modern Warfare is going to be really like kind of like the no Russian mission, just as an entire campaign. So I want you to let that sit in for a minute. Seven to eight hours of something a lot like no Russian, where it was fun to play, but it was unsettling. Well, that's where Modern Warfare is going this year. Um... But everyone on IGN were almost like, and I can understand their standpoint because with people with PTSD anymore, people who are coming back from overseas, I can understand a little bit of censorship, and I'm not going to boycott a small bit of censorship. But at the same time, um, I feel a bad review about a game they only played two missions for is basically saying, you know, the middle finger. And that was that's just my perception. You guys can watch your seven-minute review on YouTube. Um, you know, that could just be me. I think everybody with Modern Warfare coming out has everyone's balls are in a twist over it. The social media, the journalists, people who review the games, and even the fans themselves like my, like me, myself. And um, that's why I feel that um, maybe uh, we just all need to get a little untense and play a different video game for a little bit while, you know? That's... Hop late. Let's hop on the South Park Stick of Truth later and just play that instead, right? <laughs> so, um, anyway, um, 
So yeah, that my feelings on Modern Warfare right now, um, they're not great. I see a very positive side with it. But I think journalists and many reviewers need to back the hell off. And they need to quit bitching over reviewing. Like, you could throw your opinions in, but not your beliefs. And IGN, I think, took it a little too far. But I believe they're, in my opinion, I think they're throwing a belief in instead of an opinion. Where an opinion is supposed to be your standpoint, but not cross that boundary where it's a belief and a opinion. There's there's a big difference, really. And I honestly, I'm not explaining the difference right now because, well, it is 5.38 in the afternoon. I haven't eaten all day and just kind of screw it, right? Just look it up in Webster's Dictionary. You have, a, you have an iPhone, you have an Android, go Google it. Um, so... And this is forcing Modern Warfare to cancel their entire story. This is where, like, if this game gets too censored, it's just gonna be... It's gonna get, like, legally banned in every country. And I don't want... Do not want that. I've been waiting for this campaign for six years. It's maybe a little bit longer, I'd say. A little bit shorter. I don't remember how long it's been. I used to be in contact with a couple Activision developers in the past... I don't anymore. An undisclosed name that I do currently know is hooked up with one of the higher devs in Activision. Um, but I'm not releasing this individual's name due to the fact that he wants us to have the animosity, I believe. I haven't asked him personally as well, so that's another reason I'm not saying anybody's names. Um, but everything he said so far is legit, so, you know, I'm taking his credit either way. Um, I'm not taking his credit, I mean his credibility... To listen to him. This guy gets the credit. And I don't. It's a guy I know. That's all I am saying. Um, so the last thing we need is another video game story on Call of Duty. To get cancelled. Or scrapped. I think scrapped is the right word. Because Black Ops 4 scrapped theirs when it could have been phenomenal. That's where Treyarch screwed up. Um, Infinity Ward is their trump card. They can make Call of Duty right again. But the people, the fans, have to stop being pansies about it. Because nine years ago, we went to the same topics about a totally different war instead of a fictional one in the video game. And no one lost their shit. On a real war, the Vietnam War, where our American soldiers, my cousins, my friends, well, not my friends, but my friends' friends, were died over there, Okay? Died in Asia. So people need to have that goddamn respect um, for the boundaries between, like, because the, there really isn't, okay? It's only a matter of time before a video game does it on a, a real topic of a gritty subject. Black Ops 1 already did it, and the world's basically saying right now, oh, well, you know, shit's, shit has to hit the fan. We have to get this game censored. It doesn't have to be that. You guys didn't lose your shit with Black Ops 1? Don't lose your shit now. I'm going to calm down by uh, giving a good movie recommendation. <laughs> My um, movie recommendation I am going to give out. It's an older movie. Like I said, I want to touch on some older topics. So why don't we do an older movie? And it's one of my favorite movies by James Wan. Yes, James Wan did this. Around the same time, uh, he was doing Saw 6. Death Sentence. Um, 
Kevin Bacon's in it, John Goodman. So that's how you already know it's good. Okay? It's about um, about a man who loses his son in a, to a gang initiation. God, and, um, well, he starts a gang war, but he also has to protect the rest of his family in the long run. It's a phenomenal movie. John Goodman, his mouth in that. Curses like a sailor, sailor, but oh my god, he is funny as hell with his mouth. Kevin Bacon is like this. Saint-like father pushed over the edge, seeing how far he would go to save his family. It's a really good action drama. I recommend anybody, anybody to watch it. The first 30 minutes have that good dialogue. Wow, the last 30, th- uh, 30 minutes, last hour is just full-blown action and badassery. Go watch it. Um, you can get it on Amazon Prime. Netflix usually has it on twice a year. I don't think they do at the moment. And um, Hulu might actually have it with the HBO thing. I'm not 100% sure of that. Search it up first before you pay for a Hulu $13 a month. All right? So anyway, that's my podcast for right now. I'm going to be scripting the fifth part, and I'm going to be putting that in my notes as I speak. Thank you for joining the Gamers Triangle. God bless you, and see you later.